So for, for, for weeks, I want to say for weeks, Microsoft had been teasing that their upcoming event, the event that you attended, E, um, was going to be something really huge. Now, with all of the teasing that was going on, your first reactions to the event itself, was it everything that they touted? Yeah, it was. Um, Microsoft hosts one of the best events in the, in the industry. The reason I say that is um, it's very clean, well-managed uh, in terms of just the press conference aspect, right? Mm. Uh, you've got, just to briefly just tell people how it started, somebody came up on stage and said, you're going to see Satya, uh, and then you're going to have Panos go through the whole thing, and the Satya will come at the end. That's it. And that's what happened. And Panos is the best presenter in the tech industry. No one comes close to him. Really? Um, I've never been to a Microsoft event. I barely know who Panos is, and I need to watch the full announcements to actually get a, a sense of that. No one comes close to him because... <clears throat> excuse me, guys. I apologize for that. Um, he does a couple of things. He, he, he relates. Uh, he brings a very soulful experience into it. Um, you know, this year, last year and this year, he talked about his daughter and using that as an example. And he's done that a couple of times with his family. So it's not like it's the first time. But the one thing I really like, he gives, he gives kudos to the different teams mm. that do stuff. And teams of, you know, team, you know, you hear, oh, this is from the Surface team or this is from like the Windows team. Those are teams that you understand, but there are certain other teams I, like I've never heard of. I can't remember one, but he just mentioned it. And, and you know, those guys are back in the office going, yeah yeah um <laughs> he spreads the I, praise around in yeah other words. he does That's he does dope. he does very it's very nice and, and he makes every product captivating and uh you know and they, they had a few other people in there to to showcase a few things but again very clean and steady and the secret announcements uh, i thought it was going to be one so when the neo was shown i was like everybody was like yeah yeah we know about this this is this is coming up you know it's cool and then he says, like, look, you guys have seen the leaks. You did your job. The leakers, you did your job well. That's good. You know, the website shared it. And we're all laughing. We're like, yeah, yeah, okay. You know, this is the first time that, again, as a presenter, he didn't degrade anyone, right? He didn't say you're a sucky person for doing this, you this or that, or whatever. He just yeah. said, hey, you do what you do, but you didn't catch this one. Because, of course, they held it close to chest. And he brings out the duo. And... You know, everybody was like, oh my God, this and that. But like for me, I was there, I've been in this industry for a while, uh, Microsoft Korea, which never came out, which is about almost seven or eight years ago. Um, they've had this vision for a while. Some people are like, oh, it's like a ZT. I'm like, no, 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 no. This is an old Microsoft vision that they've wanted to do. Software was just not there. And then the second thing was, it's an Android device. That was the step back, which I think a lot of people are just slowly accepting that. No, no, no. Microsoft has truly abandoned the, ver the idea of it must be our software. Yeah. And realized that there's certain things their software may not be able to do just yet. I wouldn't say can't never do, but just, just yet. As opposed to, you know, people like Google understanding that, you know, their software is not good for certain things. And maybe this is maybe this is where that synergy where we heard a few weeks back Google uh, Assistant will be coming to Windows uh, will come to Xbox 
very soon we come to Windows desktop, mm-hmm. which I, I probably believe there will be some way for us to have Android apps on Windows, especially Windows 10X, not Windows. If that's the case, Windows 10X might be the default tablet mode for Android or third-party tablets all that's, around. That sounds like a really, really good idea. And I remember uh, attending a Microsoft build a number of years back, and the first question I had after attending that show was, is Microsoft cool again? Because it literally felt like they were trying really hard to appeal to some very, like, not only do they have their hardcore users who obviously know everything about, you know, things like the .NET framework and coding and everything like that, uh, but they also were trying to get into casual consumerism where a lot of their applications started to show up on places like Android. You can get the full Microsoft suite on both Android and iOS these days, which is which was unheard of up until that particular year. And now Microsoft is sort of kind of, they're knocking down the walls of that walled garden of theirs and partnering up with the likes of Samsung and now, as, as you've said, with Android. Uh, so, yes, there's... I think we should get to the Neo and the Duo uh, a little bit later in the show, especially since mm-hmm. I have a couple of questions for our audience. Uh, but on the computing side, it's obvious that we have people like Apple with the MacBooks and everything. We have Chromebooks and all that. Do you think that people sort of sleep on the actual Microsoft Surface laptops? I've only ever seen one in the wild from someone who's not in the tech industry. Do you think that these oh. are? Do you think consumers sleep on these laptops? No, not at all. Um, I've seen surfaces out there. I've seen a lot of surfaces out there. So here's the thing about the Surface brand, and I think um, a lot of people confuse where the Surface is, and I think it fits so well into Microsoft's ecosystem. So I was having this discussion with Danny Wingate, and I told him, look, Apple doesn't sell that much MacBooks. Uh, MacBooks are uh, number four, I believe, in the market share uh, behind HP, Dell, and Lenovo, right? That's where it is. And those guys sell a huge chunk uh, of it. Now, when it comes to the Surface line, Surface line is what Google failed to do with the Nexus line and what they are trying to revamp in a very different way with the Pixel. We know the Nexus line was a reference line. Surface line is a reference line. If you notice every year that the advancements in Surface, Microsoft shares those advancements with Dell, mm-hmm. HP, and the rest of them. It all kind of trickles the- down a little bit. Yeah, and also the pricing of the Surface and the SKUs are limited because it doesn't eat away from the general ecosystem. So you look at the Surface, they, they introduce a 15-inch uh, Surface Laptop 3. And some, some people are like, okay, it's not that powerful or I need something. Better. Yeah, that's where the OEMs come in. Mm. But but they, they, they want it to be, this is our reference device. Remember, Surface is a profitable unit for them. Right, um, it does well, and also is a unit that allows them to create new categories. AKA, we'll get to Neo and Duo later. But remember, the Surface itself was a new category at yeah. the time, so that's how they view the Surface, and it's that new category that the, you know Lenovo used, took that, and you know ran the Yoga line. Really, just took off and became something really big, right? Um, and you're going to see that. Uh, move on. And I think that's where they stand with the surface is that they know what they're making. They have a, a certain market. Because um, you can see, for instance, the charging dock is still there. That, you know, the slip. And some people are like, why? We can use USB Type-C. And I spoke to somebody at Microsoft and they said, look, we've got legacy customers. A lot of business customers who like the surface. It's very portable. You can charge via both 
But if you use a dock and everything, you plug that in, your USB Type-C port is available. You don't have to use that to charge. Mm. So, and again, if you also have an old Surface, you still have a charger. So they've, they've taken the Apple model of like, you have our charger, and I kind of like it, and part of me doesn't, right? I'm like, nah, just go all USB-C. The other part of me is like, ah, cool, thanks. You know, yeah. like I've got I've got chargers in the house. I've been hearing that a lot, and the uh, the new the Surface Pro X and also the Surface laptop both have USB-C now, and that's great. Um, the one thing that I did see about the Surface laptop, and I'm seriously considering moving to that laptop, um, is that there's only one USB-A and one USB-C on the left mm-hmm. side, which is a little bit of a bummer. I'm kind of spoiled by the Razer Stealth right now, which has two of each, one on each side. Um, so my, my question as far as the Surface Laptop 15 inch is concerned, this is another example of like Microsoft sort of pulling away from the things that people associate with Microsoft very easily, like Intel, for example. <laughs> what we have now is AMD powered Microsoft, uh, Microsoft Surface laptops. And I know very little about AMD's share in the market and you know what they bring to the table. Uh, but from what I hear, the Ryzen 5, the Ryzen 7 with the Vega graphics, they're pretty awesome chips and that makes the 15 inch surface kind of a kind of a steal because it's 1100 1199 i think right 1199 yeah yeah, for for it uh it is it is uh so i'm not i'm not too versed with the ryzen mobile chipset i i mean my desktop is look i've got four machines are all ryzen at home um i I had intel for the longest time ryzen as a platform for amd has been golden i mean it's cost effective it's caused intel to change its strategy and pricing I mean, rumors that Intel is coming out with a desktop variant that will be a thousand bucks that matches a top tier, which is insane. Mm -hmm. So on the mobile side, uh, it hasn't been as rosy for them. Uh, But this chipset, I think, will go a long way because I think on the mobile side, there's also a lot of deals tied into what Intel does with laptops. So with, with, again... You know, with uh, Microsoft leading the way, I think more OEMs looking and say, okay, hey, look, if we can get similar deals that you have with Microsoft, then yeah, definitely we can have more. And from all intents and purposes, from everything I've read, I've checked out different sites and they've said, look, it's a solid chipset. You know, it's not a, it's not a mega workhorse like a, you know, a, a full, you know, quad core processor, the desktop type. But those are for gaming laptops. This is not a gaming laptop. This is, this is something that should give you good, you know, good performance, battery life, and also some graphical capabilities because you've mm-hmm. got that Vega chipset in there as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that as like the video editing rig because to be honest, I've been on NVIDIA MX processors for like the last year and a half and I'm ready to move to something a little <laughs> bit more powerful. I would love a full GPU up in there, but obviously that's not the case, um, which is probably the only thing that I was disappointed by. As we're starting to see Ultrabooks come out with full NVIDIA GTX or even RTX um, cards, It'd be great to see one in a Surface, but obviously it's not the case this time. Well, Surface Book is where that will go into. True. And it's been a while since a Surface Book has been announced. The, the refresh is usually in the uh, spring. Oh, oh man. I don't know if I want to wait that long, <laughs> personally. No. Um, but yeah, the, the laptop does look pretty awesome. Now, with the Surface Pro X, the, the two-in-one, uh, this, is, this is one of the pioneers of the two-in-one uh, category, comes with a comes with a Qualcomm processor, which I think is pretty awesome, the SQ1 ARM chip. Uh, I think this uh, is... An- or should I just say it's the Qualcomm 8CX Plus? 
Yeah, something to that effect. It's yeah, another it's much. another move that Microsoft has made that looks great. It sounds great. Like they've moved into the what's the term that uh, that Qualcomm wants us to use more and more often instead of it's not always on, always connected. Always, always on. Oh, it's a Qualcomm and Microsoft term. Always on, always connected. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. So this is this is the two in one version of that, which is pretty cool. Um, this is the one that Surface Pro is the one I see in the wild. I know one person who uses it as a daily computer, not a creative, uh, does more like spreadsheets and stuff like that. So it makes perfect sense. And I think it's a great form factor. Um, a few updates. I'll go. Sorry, go for it. Now, I was just going to say a lot of people don't realize the ATX chipset is as powerful as an Intel uh, Y series hmm. chipset. Well, you find it ultrabooks. Uh, so the SQ1, which is technically is like, you know, how you go 855, 855 plus, at least from everything that I've seen is, you know, this is a beefed up, more specialized. It has the AI engine in there as well, uh, is a really solid uh, device. And I used it yesterday for a little bit. Uh, it is beautiful. Uh, again, Microsoft is going with these weird bezels where the bezels are on the top. The bezels on the sides are really thin. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the uh, Pro X, on the yeah. top is a little, a little thicker, but it's such a nice device. And that keyboard housing with the pen, beautiful design. Like it really, it really. I mean, it just shows that the as a company and design wise, what the Surface team does is is really unmatched mm-hmm. out there. Uh, yeah. Of course, if you want something a little more conventional, there's a Surface Pro Seven. On the other mm-hmm. hand, yeah. yeah, so that's they didn't leave those people out to dry. So you still have that. Also uh, has USB Type C as well. Yes, USB Type C. Uh, the pen over on the side, more conventional bezels in this case, uh, but also a Intel Core Ice Lake processor, which is awesome. Wasn't there a version of the Surface Pro that had the? Oh no, it's the book. I was thinking of the book that had the uh, graphics card in it. This, this yeah, Surface yeah. Pro 7 doesn't Surf- have the graphics card, right? Yeah. So the, the only thing I was hoping for was, you know, um, a, a um, GTX 1650 mm. in there. Yeah. But 1650 also needs a fan to cool. And, the, uh, and I don't think the cooling on the Surface Pro 7 will, will hit what you need for the... And also the wattage, because Microsoft always... In the press conference, they talk about wattage and how much what, what power... Um, yeah. The processor gives, so that's what they care about that a lot. Yeah, for, from what for I can tell, sixteen fifty laptops, the the ultrabooks, because I've really been in the market for one. Um, I'm even looking at the MSI Prestige because that's another one. Anyway, um, all of these laptops that have the sixteen fifty, just to, just to put a little bit of credit on Microsoft's side, they require huge power bricks, and to get the most power out of that laptop, it pretty much has to be plugged in all the time. So, okay, I get it. It's a trade off. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. All right, cool. So we do have a bit of a mid-break. We wanted to talk about the Surface laptop line, the computing line and whatnot, but then we're going to get into the meat of the announcement right after the break. Today's show is sponsored by Caseta Smart Lighting Control from Lutron, pioneers in smart home technology. A lot of people think you need smart bulbs to get smart lighting, but there is a smarter way. Caseta Smart Dimmers and Switches replace the switch in your wall so that all the lights controlled by that switch will act smart. Think of all the places in your home where one switch controls multiple bulbs. With Caseta, you'll save money by replacing the switches instead of replacing all of the bulbs. Smart bulbs, after all, are only smart while the switch is on. But Caseta switches are always smart, even if the switch is off. 
you really do get the best of both worlds. And you get smart lighting control either from the app or from your voice or from the control right on the Switch. The app itself is actually really nice to use because it's easy to just schedule everything without even having to touch the Switch itself. And then when the different times in the schedule happen, the lights turn on or turn off. And that's really useful for something like the Smart Away feature, which turns the lights on and off during the evening to make it look like someone is home even when we might not be. So you can get smart lighting the smart way with Caseta by Lutron Smart Switches. Learn more about Caseta at Lutron.com weekly. That's Lutron.com weekly. Windows Phone is back, only it's not really Windows. <laughs> As you mentioned earlier, it is an Android phone. But it's not the only thing either. You have the, that would be the Surface Duo. Uh, and what mm -hmm. we also have is a tablet. A really weird tablet in a way, um, a dual screen tablet in the Surface Neo that also has a sort of like flippy magnetic keyboard, which... The, so to me, the Neo is not a tablet. The, in, my, in my mind, honestly, I look at it very differently. Mm -hmm. um, the Neo is, is an ultrabook taken to a new dimension. Mm in my mind because it's not a tablet it, it, it still it still screams conventional laptop approach to it right you can have a book you've got the pen the app layout and again it's running windows 10x which is a very different uh, version of windows it's now windows has been broken down to its cores and you can select what you want to pick and choose uh windows phone central has a really good article on that um where they talked about that hey look with Windows 10X, you can take out the legacy. You can actually just simply add a plugin to allow support for legacy apps. So you can use legacy apps, and then when they're not running, it turns off so that everything conserves power. Because again, that thing is really, really thin. It's, it, yeah. it feels like a book. So that's why I consider it almost like an ultrabook difference. While the, the Duo, to me, feels closer akin to a tablet phone hybrid as the Galaxy Fold is a phone tablet hybrid, like the other way around. Yeah. You know what I mean? I see what you're So it's, it's not really a phone. And Microsoft didn't call it a phone. They didn't mention phone. They didn't want to call it a phone. Even though they didn't go out of their way, they just said, look, here's the duo. We worked with Google to have Android on here and we're doing certain things and we want the software to work a certain way yeah. for us. Um, and that's that's the approach where I think they're thinking, to me, Microsoft is thinking unlike everybody else, like Westworld, where you don't need a phone, you don't need a tablet. You need a device that does what you want it to do. Yes. At the end of the day. Indeed. And that's, that's the bigger thing here that I think no one has caught on. Okay, that's fair. I... I think that everyone was just so caught up in the wow factor of it all because it just, it came out of left field, I feel like. I, I still look at that advertisement for it where they were first announcing it and that, that lady takes out the the duo in particular from her purse and then opens it up and it's this dual screen thing with very little of a cut in the middle. So it could basically be one large screen. And oh my God. And then the fact that it can 360, um, it can fold in 360 degrees so that it actually folds on top of itself so you could actually hold it semi-comfortably it does seem like it, it seems like a really wide device even when folded out I, right i i think the width is the width is wide because 
I'm not, I'm not a fan of the width, but Microsoft is a fan of the three by two aspect ratio, mm. uh, which is why that width is there. So, you know, when you turn it in certain ways, like when you turn it into a keyboard way to use a keyboard on, uh, you can see the bezels because those bezels are thick. But then again, that bezel will change most likely by next year mm-hmm. uh, because it, both devices are a year out. So, of course, you know, things will get thinner and thinner. I mean, it's not going to, it really won't go into production until literally, uh, honestly, it will only go to production in September of next year. That's oh, when wow. they'll start making units. Because mm-hmm. um, if it's holiday of next year, Microsoft release cycles always November, uh, late October, November mm-hmm. is whenever they release devices. So it most likely will enter into production September uh, of next year. So they've got enough time to fine tune things that people might not like in terms of looks and things like that there uh, with it. But uh, I was I was quite impressed. I didn't get to hold it. You know, Marquez got a chance to jump in. I was jealous just because it, I could see it right there, and they would let us touch it. <laughs> so it was it was it was it was really cool. Though. It was a really cool device, and I think um, you know I did a video comparing it to the Galaxy Phone. I asked people what they think, mm-hmm. uh, just to see where people's mindset is. I wasn't trying to say one is better than the other because again, one's not out. Uh, but I really think they are very different philosophies. Uh, that do sort of the same things and not the same things at the same time. Yeah. So why don't we why don't we expound upon that a little bit? I feel like we're reaching critical mass as far as foldable phones or devices really are concerned, because of course the Neo is not is definitely not a phone. It's supposed to be more of a computing device. Uh, so what we have are the Galaxy Fold, the Mate X. You actually have the Mi Mix Alpha, which doesn't fold at all. But what they did was they folded mm-hmm. the display so that you have like all display all the time. Uh, and then, of course, you have this one, the Surface Duo, uh, not to mention other players like the FlexPi or anything like that. We have a ton of different foldable devices now. Microsoft has just thrown their own hat into the ring. Uh, which one of those, what did your audience say in that video? Like, what were they more preferable to? Uh, what I mean, it was mixed. It was mixed. Some people were saying uh, Duo. Some people said, like, Duo's been done before. There's a ZTE. Some people said, you know, it's the Fold. And and for me, personally, it's, uh, it's, it's difficult because the one hat, again, I haven't used the Duo. We haven't actually spent any time with it, but just looking yeah. at it, you know, physically looking at it there and also... Uh, looking at videos uh, that Microsoft released is you look at the duo and I can see I can see the the multitasking from the computer side of things you know is basically having multiple windows right not yeah. no sorry multiple desktops if you will oh, right yeah. okay. uh, desktop monitors if you think of it that way where you can you can continue your workflow it's a really good thing right but then when I'm watching content, it's not the greatest thing in my mind. I mean, I can fold one screen and have a five-inch display. That's mm-hmm. fine. I can watch it on both, but I have a split in the middle. Even though it's really small, I will. I personally will notice it. As opposed to the fold, when I like, I just I did a video on Call of Duty Mobile, and I mean, I can like I've got a Galaxy Note here. I have been playing Call of Duty Mobile on this. That's it. Nothing else. I will not like. I don't even want to try a different device. Because I feel like I'm cheating because I can see more. I can map out my controls on my screen and it doesn't take up my screen space, hmm. you know, on the mobile side. But that's that. But then Microsoft also has a benefit to it because now they have two displays. That is the duo, the duo and also technically the Neo are portable Xbox consoles. Right. Think about oh, it. Right. Okay. 
Uh, right, they are not just because it's Xbox consoles. Because by next year, Xbox uh, Project X Cloud will yeah. be fully fleshed. Cloud streaming and, and all of that coming to these phones. Well, these devices, I should say, devices. Yeah. So you you will be able to stream your your own Xbox because actually, uh, just a quick side note: the Project Cloud uh, beta app is available. You can download it and you can try and get it early for the beta. Um, and it's got two options. One is your cloud servers or through your Xbox as well. But you can't use it yet. I've tried. They just won't let you. Uh, but, but, but that's the thing. That's what I'm, I'm looking at personally. I'm going, if I can game, if I can watch content on the productivity side, the, the Microsoft device seems a little bit more functional just because you've got dual screens and you can separate your work mm. as opposed to the, the Galaxy Fold where you have to divide the screen itself with software, mm. right? Okay. So, so again, it's, it's a mixture, at least in my mind, I know, I know this very well. I know that the next Intel chip will be in the, um, uh, what do you call it again? In the Neo, and I know that Qualcomm's 865 or 865 Plus at the end of the year will definitely be in the Duo. You know, so yeah, the, the, there's, some, there's some things we do know already, even though it's a year ahead. Yeah, indeed. With these devices. And the thing yeah. is, this is not a con. Like like people were saying, this is not a concept that is necessarily new. This is not like a completely new concept. Uh, yes, people brought up the ZTX on M, uh, which may or may not be a memorable device to some people. But the first thing that came to mind when I saw this dual screen format was uh, we kind of have seen an attempt at this from LG, the most recent. Well, I know the V50 had the dual screen, but now the G8X is meant to have the dual screen as one of its main peripherals, perhaps bundled with it. And I, I, I used that uh, that phone fairly extensively while we were at IFA in Berlin. The multitasking is proven because of a phone like that, where you have literally two screens where you can have two different workplaces, workspaces, and be able to do things from one to the other very seamlessly. So... I think in that sense, you know, just to give my personal opinion on this, I already believe in the Surface Duo. I think that because we've had that example already from LG, I agree that the multitasking is definitely there. The fact that the bezels are less, the fact that it's a thin device only helps it more. Helps it. Yeah. So to me, to me though, it's interesting. Like I, I didn't think of LG. I didn't think of ZT. I didn't think any of the devices. I went back to a device that Microsoft never released, hmm. which is the Courier. Yeah. And, and I barely knew about problem, it until this announcement happened, too. Yeah. The, I mean, I was a oh, good dude. Like, that was when I, I, I mean, I have a website, and my website was bigger than, than it is now. And I remember writing, on, writing coverage on that, and I think it leaked. Uh, there was a video up. There might still be a video on YouTube about the Courier. Software was always the biggest issue. Software and weight. People were like, how heavy use this thing was. Microsoft, to me, to me which is why I said, like, Microsoft didn't copy anybody. They had this for the longest time. They just didn't have the... So it was just too early for its time. The software wasn't there. And the hardware would have been clunky as, as heck. Because it, it, it would feel like a, you know, a, a binder book rather than a device that really feels like a, you know, uh, a file. Like, you know, like a, a, a thin file uh, pamphlet or whatever you want to mm, call it. Yeah. So... So, you know, I think those things are there. I think they are trying to... I'm very interested in how they are, they are breaking windows down. They literally are cracking into windows and saying, 
It's very complex, but it's really solid. Now let's take complexity out because the complexity just needs to live on the desktop where there's enough power for the complexity. And that's what uh, I think Microsoft is beginning to understand because you look at certain things where with the iPad, people can edit 4K video with LumiFusion. You know, going like, oh, the iPad's so powerful. It, to me, it isn't powerful. It's efficient for what it's supposed to do. Hmm. You know, there's certain things that my PC would do that no other computer can do because it just has raw power, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that's where they're beginning to understand that Windows is this really powerful tool, but we don't necessarily need all that power at once. That's fair. Um, all right, so just to make sure we cover most of our bases here. Uh, by the way, now that we're at this point, I do want to make sure I pose the question of the episode to all of you guys. Uh, all of the listeners and viewers, let us know in the comments sections, especially on the YouTube side. Uh, are you going to wait for the duo? Uh, because it is coming out way late in 2020. Obviously, by then, we will probably have even more foldable devices like the Razer or anything like that. May Hopefully, by then, the Mate X is actually out by then. Uh, and who knows what's going to happen with uh, the software on that. But in any case, we have the, the Surface Duo is something to look forward to. What they've basically said is, holidays 2020, no matter what is out, we're coming. <laughs> and it's like, we're coming for you. And this is what we're going to provide. So both the Duo and the Neo. Speaking of the Neo, one last thing that I did want to make sure we covered. Um, the way that it implements this keyboard. I kind of really love this idea. Um, the magnets make that particular screen. First of all, it flips out. It's come, it comes from the case and flips onto the bottom screen. And then you can move Street, yeah. the magnets so that you have either a trackpad if you put the keyboard all the way up or you have like a touch bar if you bring it all the way down. I think that might be the most exciting part of the Neo for me because it really shows that they're putting this much thought into Windows 10X. Um, I mean, I that, that was... That was that was dope, and that that was, um, you know, that's when you talk about innovation in 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 progress, right? Um, and it reminded me of something, and I'm not trying to diss Apple if there are any Apple fans here, but it reminded me of something Snazzy P said on Twitter. Mm. He, his quote was pretty. He's like, "Look, uh, people say a lot of companies copy Apple, but uh, let's be honest, um, they usually only copy the good things Apple do." Um, have you ever seen any company copy this the touch bar? No, mm -hmm. That's because true. it's just, it's not it's not it's not intuitive. It's not ingenious, and um, the dual screen that we've seen now with like these ASUS devices with that second screen makes more sense. It's not a touch bar, but it's just for distributing work, especially if you're doing more complex things like having Adobe timelines and things like that down there. Yeah. right. That makes so much more sense in there. You can actually use that. So I think that they are looking at it from that perspective, and which is why um, I give them more credit of announcing it now. I know Jaime put out a video yesterday and said, you know, is it too early uh, with the uh, uh, Microsoft announcements? I think it was part of the pocket now. Uh, the daily. Uh, daily, mm. daily, yeah. And, and I, I beg to differ because Microsoft is, is once support they want your imagination to open because what happens think about what happens to asus all the time they're the ones lately that come up with new laptops with funky designs and funky stuff that has zero implementation yeah that's true um zero and like you said earlier the surface line seems more uh, while consumers do seem to buy into it i guess more in your experience than mine uh the surface is still a reference 
line. So what they're basically saying is you have over a year from now all the OEMs to take these concepts that we've had and see what you can do with it too. But by the end of that time, by the end of 2020, we're going to blow you out of the water. Like that's what it kind of feels like they were saying like (laughs) without throwing shade at anybody. Yeah, but it also gives developers time to go like, oh, I can use my application this way. Mm-hmm. We can do this and this. That's true. We can do that when you're, I mean, like there's so many things you can do. But the funny thing is that we always say that exact statement. There's so many things you can do without actually saying the things you can actually do. Yeah. So, so getting ahead of the developers you, sort of gives them the chance to show all of that. Ch- ah, yeah. Yeah. You know, and I think that's that's the biggest thing here because look, they're not. If you think about Microsoft on the surface, they're not in competition with anyone. It really isn't a competition basis as a, as a brand and a company. You know, everybody's excited like a, what new Surface thing comes out. You know, they came out with Surface headphones last year. Mm. Now we have the Surface Buds, and I tried them out. The fit was a little funky for me. It just it it sort of fit and didn't fit in my ear, but. Audio sounded good. Again, it still has some time to come out, so there might be some tune. I won't give any like final definitions on that. But again, seeing how they're thinking, right? Some people laughed at the fact that you could dictate notes into Office. But they, they, they said, look, our strength is Office applications. That's what we do best. But we can also do these other things well. And you're thinking of that world and synergy where think about where we're going to in the future. The one thing I was really disappointed with them is, and I'll get to that in a second, but think about the world we're going in where um, we are going into that realm of the movie Her, where you don't need to always have visual tools. You have visual tools when you need it. Audio tools are coming up. Assistants are getting better. You've got Alexa having Alexa Buds. You've got, uh, sorry, Eco Buds. You've got EcoVision, which is still just audio anyway. Um, Google Assistant is getting better. You know, Google's going to make some announcements. But they didn't, of course, there was no Cortana. So it didn't, again, to me, that's, that just sounds the death of that, which would have been great to see how they've advanced that. But at least they've accepted that, look, you can use Alexa, you can use Google, but they're trying to, to make things more connected. So if I've got my earbuds in and I am typing a document, and people may laugh, you're typing a document, you're writing something out, or you're writing a, a play or a script or something, and you are tired and you go to the bathroom, you're taking a drink, and something comes to mind. You can actually call up Microsoft Word. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's a voice prompt for it. And just dictate it out. It will be on screen. So then you can go back and just edit whatever you want. That makes a lot of sense. That's, yeah. That is so... But again, people just laugh because like, why would I? I'm like, well, because you can actually do it. Yeah. And then again, it also helps people who can't write and Microsoft has really done this push on helping people in paralysis and have amputees you know they even have a gaming controller for people who um, have different ailments and really really cool stuff and it, it shows they're looking in that environment to say hey, look you can do this too now our application is open for you to just fully use your headphones dictate your notes or whatever and you don't have to write because we don't write with pen and paper that much anymore unless we're writing it on a digital screen so mm-hmm. I like I like the I I think from the event I like the vision of what yeah. Microsoft is becoming more than anything and else. it feels like they do a really good job of presenting that in a way that is palpable. Um, speaking of which, I'm glad you brought up the earbuds. You know, for the last maybe minute or two, um, because I totally forgot about those. And you know, to be honest, you know, the, the, those big circles in your in your ear may or may not be the most uh, <laughs> appealing thing. But yeah. I agree with you there. Uh, I'm looking at a couple of stories on the earbuds and I can't, 
I can't find a definitive answer on what assistance they're going to use, whether it's Cortana or Google Assistant or anything like that. Did they say anything about that at the announcement? No, they didn't. I am only guessing that it will allow whichever one you want to use. Okay, fair. That's the only thing I, I, I can guess, but they didn't mention that. Um, and I think that might be, uh, that's why there's no specific release date, most likely Dece- early December, mm-hmm. just because they probably are finalizing those things in there. Um, but for, for audio quality, I was, I was quite surprised. And the, the interesting thing about that design, they didn't mention, but I think this is what I think it is just from looking at it is, the you know the whole round large surface I call it it looks like a um, you know earrings from the Maasai tribe in you know in Kenya but it, around the ring is where the microphone is so it goes all around oh it's ring. Omni oh yeah so I'm guessing that's why they did that because they really were talking and stressing how good the mic quality is interesting for it. So I didn't try phone calls, but we'll see, we'll see how it, it pans out with that. And of course, it's, there's a big there's a big surface area for touching for touch and swipe. Yeah. So that makes a yeah. little bit of sense also. By the way, if you're a fan of those uh, truly wireless Bose earphones, then those are right up your alley because those are huge too. So <laughs> this is. I mean, this, the Sony Sony ones are big also. They are. That's true. I should yeah. Um, yeah. Not throwing shade at anybody. I just forgot that the Sonys also because I love the Sonys. You're right. Those are big too. Yeah, um, but remember, the bigger they are, the bigger the drivers you can put, which means you get better audio true the better potentially better drivers and also in the case of the sony's you have the noise cancellation so that's another thing Mm -hmm. um all right cool well final question for everybody and i guess you could just answer this real quick as well uh of all of the announcements at the microsoft one what's the one that you're most excited for um i'm guessing for you it's duo and neo i know that's the case for me um actually so it's actually a bunch a bunch of uh things though it's it's doing neo is next year i've kind of just tabled that to the corner oh, okay um just because i can't but i'm really excited about the uh made x and made x the laptop uh three and um and the buds the made x because i mean it's got that you know the always on always connected i really like to use what that you mean the pro x I also want, Sorry, I said mid X, you see. Uh, everybody had in the X, it, the it's, Pro it's X. It's Techtober, guys. <laughs> uh, sorry. Um, I apologize, guys. Uh, the Pro X, um, always on, always connected, which is, you know, which is great. I haven't used an 8, 8CX or SQ1 chipset, which, sorry, is, is it SQ1? What's the name uh, of them? What is let, the me, let me swipe over real Oh, yeah, quick. SQ1 chipset. You know what it stands That's for? That's the one, yes. Surface, Qual- Surface Qualcomm 1. That's what it stands for. Oh, okay. That's yeah. an easy way to remember yeah. it too. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I want to see what the performance is that chips and how it handles a lot of desktop-like applications. Mm-hmm. But I also like the fact that it's it's got a swappable hard drive at the back. Oh. Literally, literally requires a SIM removal tool pin, if I'm not mistaken, because somebody just popped it open on the floor, and you can pop out the uh, the SSD and pop in another one. Wow! It is so cool. Easy. Same thing with the laptop three. You screw the bottom uh, the, and, and you do the that. laptop. Uh, the laptop. The keyboard deck comes out, right? Yeah, exactly. And then you that. swap out, swap out your hard drive. I was like, okay. I was like, thank you very much. Like little things that that add the flair for the PC guys, right? Because um, because right now they're going. The Surface looks at it and it's it's very consumer friendly looking device, and most PC people like it. They're like, oh, this is great. But what PC people always like is just give me the ability, right? 
And the ability to just even swap out the hard drive is, is a huge plus in there. Um, so I like those. And the buds, I can't wait to, you know, get a proper listen to them. Okay, fair enough. Um, yeah, the earbuds, I'm actually kind of, now that we've talked about it a little bit, I'm a little bit more excited for those. Uh, but yeah, let us know what you think in the comment sections down below. Once again, I want to give Thunder E another thank you for being on the show this week. Um, you didn't sound like a robot at all this week either, so that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> all right, cool. Go ahead and let everybody know where they can find you all over the internet. All right, you guys can find me at uh, Board at Work. Uh, it's on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and also my website is boardatwork.com, spelt with two O's. So thank you very much for having me on. All right, awesome. Uh, for all of my links and also Pocket Now's links, you can go into the description on the YouTube side if you're watching the video. And by the way, thank you so much if you're watching the video. And then, of course, in the show notes for the audio version of the podcast. For this edition of the Pocket Now podcast, we're going to go ahead and call it on this one, and we will see you in our next episode. Don't forget to answer those questions in the comments as well.